There is too much to read, there is too much to do. My productivity is at war with my Netflix queue. Read all that I could read, saw that I could see. Finish the internet. Wait, hold on. Oh, yeah, that thing. The next time we hang out, I'll unburden myself. My mind and camera still then. Oh, it's time. It's time for, oh, yeah. That thing again. Hello, this is Oh Yeah That Thing, the podcast where we finally get around to that thing we heard about a while ago. I'm Audrey. And I'm Pei. Hey, Pei. Hi. What's going on? How's it going? Oh, um, it's going good. I just completely blanked on how to be a human. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that things are going well. Um, yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, what's been going on with you? Um, I'm currently tired because I stayed up watching uh, British Bake Off, even though I'd already seen the episodes I was watching. Oh. and. <laughs> I can't get out of that habit that I've had since I was 10 years old of just staying up, even though I know it's bad for me. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Um, which just... season were you watching? Um, so I'm all caught up with the current one since Netflix is doing the weekly release, which is uh, very yeah. frustrating. Um, so right now I'm watching, I can't remember the actual season since they split it up weird but it's mm-hmm. the season with um Selassie if you remember him oh, I don't he was know he was like a real chill dude um oh is he the one that won no oh, oh he oh. was just the guy I remember the most oh from that okay. season oh I can't remember that maybe because yeah um I think so uh have I I've told you how I came to start watching Great British Bake Off right or did I not was it me just saying watch this thing on YouTube it's fun (laughs) no actually (laughs) genuinely surprised (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I went to Portland with one of our friends and it was raining a lot so we spent more time indoors than I think we meant to (laughs) but she was like let's watch Great British Bake Off and then I think we I mean we did go outside and we did do stuff so we didn't go to Portland just to watch Great British Bake Off, <laughs> but we, I think we got through at least two and a half seasons while we were there, and I was like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen. It's it's such a delight. It's just so um, relaxing, and it makes me smile the whole time I'm watching it. it. It's so it's wholesome. Great. It really is. Um, I haven't watched any of the this new weekly season yet, because I want it to build up a little bit. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I watch it every Friday. Nice. And when it's over, I'm going to watch it all again. Yeah. <laughs> there you I go. Just, I just love it. It's great. It's so good. Um, yeah. It's fun. Um, speaking of British things, or, oh, I guess, oh, I don't know. Where's Derry? Is that in Northern Ireland or Ireland? Who knows? They're... Catholic. So that's... So I believe... Ireland. I think so. Yeah. I think it's the Republic of Ireland and not Northern Ireland. Okay. I believe Northern Ireland is a Protestant. Apologies to any actual Irish people oh. for not knowing your history. <laughs> <laughs> I... Hold on. I just looked it up. 
and it disappeared. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I've been, it's, it's, yeah, I've been watching, uh, oh, it's in Northern Ireland, excuse me. So it oh, is wow. British. Yeah. I was very, <laughs> I mean, <It's> so <laughs> when I first started watching the show, I was, I was sorry, I didn't even say what the show is. So I just finished Dairy Girls earlier yes. this week, which I loved, um, and uh, it's so good. It's really good, and I just like girls acting like fools. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I love. Uh, I just in general, I like when they let girls be stupid teenagers too, yeah. because we're also stupid when we're teenagers. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I yeah, I just finished that earlier. So I feel first of all, I feel good about not. Um, about saying they're British because that's true and I didn't offend any Irish people or large Irish audience that listens <laughs> to the show um, um, and also when I watch that show every once in a while when I watch Great British Bake Off I have to put the subtitles on because they say something and I'm like I maybe just like don't know that word otherwise and then plus the accents mm-hmm. I'm like I don't know what you guys are talking about and I want to be in the know um mm-hmm. With Dairy Girls, I can leave it off for a little bit, but then they start saying things that I'm just like, I don't, I don't know that word. That's a very Irish word. Plus, that accent's very strong. <laughs> so I need a little help here. I think for me, I would have to put it on for maybe an episode or two. Yeah. On Dairy Girls, and then I'm fine. On Bake Off, I'm I'm pretty good. Yeah. Especially, I'm already really used to. Like Noel Fielding's accent and Sandy Toxvig's accent. Yeah. I love them already. Yeah. And was actually very happy that they were the new hosts. Yeah. I love great. Mel and Sue too, but, um, but yeah, I could see, I don't think you're the first person I've heard say that they needed the subtitles through all of Dairy Girls. Yeah. And I think it's, and it's usually for like 10% of the episode that I need it, but then I'll just leave it on because it's annoying to keep like turning it off and on again. And it's usually mm. with like, when it's a word that I just wouldn't otherwise know with an accent that is a little different, then I'm like, is that a word that I know and I'm just not hearing it right? Or is it a word <laughs> that I've never heard before? So let me turn this on. And that's usually what it is with Bake Off, too. Like, if it's, like, a baking term that I've never heard before or, like, some food they're talking about, and I'm like, what are they saying? And so then yeah. I just have to turn it on just to be like, oh, okay, that's a thing I've never heard of. <laughs> it probably doesn't help, too, that we have such boring newscaster accents because of where we grew up Mm -hmm. that we're constantly having to be like all right i've not heard this one before yeah (laughs) (laughs) because when i watch the news i hear myself yeah (laughs) (laughs) um true so it's always kind of tough to re not relearn learn a a completely new dialect i guess yeah something new but yeah it's uh I, I enjoy I enjoyed Dairy Girls a lot. It was it, it was, was really fun. It's a yeah, I enjoyed it. That was a show that several people were like, Are you watching this yet? And I'm like, No, like you just need to watch it. <laughs> and I finally did. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was really fun. And I was thankful that w- of when I found it, I don't know when it popped up on Netflix, but there wasn't too long of a wait before the second season got on Mm -hmm. there I think because I came to it a little I don't know like I said I don't know when they put on Netflix so um I was like woohoo I don't have to wait too long and then the second season was up and now I don't know if there's a third season but I hope so yeah I hope so too but yeah I don't know 
I couldn't really tell from that last episode. Yeah, it felt very yeah. like, and we could be done. <laughs> yeah, it could go either way for sure. Yeah. Do you think people have trouble understanding us sometimes? Like, maybe I'm taking um, it for granted that we don't really have an accent, but maybe we do have one, but... Yeah, it's funny because I think of, like, the Mid-Atlantic as, like, accent-free, <laughs> <laughs> which I know that's not true because everyone speaks with some sort of accent that's perceived. I don't know. It just seems like that's what it is. But I I was told once that when I first moved here, people said, told me I said the word box weird, and now I don't think that I do but box yeah i think that was the one they said or no bag not box <laughs> bag yeah like goes to ag i guess i guess i don't know but how else would you say it i don't know I... I... <laughs> I can't remember I can't think of how else yeah or i guess you could say it in like a midwesterny way but i'm not from the midwest so i don't think i have a midwestern accent bag well, that's like what, that that's insane we have that like that learned newscaster accent but i think we have it just naturally yeah but it is yeah it's it is accents are very interesting i've been watching um four weddings and a funeral that hulu show Uh and it always weirds me out when so the main girl is is played by a Brit, but she's playing an American. But like everybody else in the show is not everyone, but a good portion of the people in the show are British because it mostly takes place in London. And mm-hmm. I'm like, but well, why can't she just be British too? <laughs> and I'm like always hyper listening to her talk because I'm like waiting for her to slip up <laughs> so I can hear her Britishness, <laughs> which is like my favorite thing to do. But. <laughs> Well, even when, like, a, a Canadian actor plays an American, like, it's fine, and then they'll say something, I'm like, oh, right, you're Canadian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, one time I, I got to sit in on an audition for um, the show that I worked on, and this one kid came in, and, and he, like, did his audition, and he said, one word weird. And then, um, and then afterwards, the casting director and the producers were talking to him, and and they were like, he's actually British. And then he was like, I am. And he started speaking in his British accent. I was like, I knew it. <laughs> he said one word weird. <laughs> You're not American. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like my favorite thing is picking out secret Brits in TV shows. <laughs> oh, the easiest one to pick is uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, my God. Oh, he's gotten better. Okay. He's gotten better, but uh, it's still... Yeah, there he was, was not. At the, at the start there, it was, ooh, it was bad. Yeah, not good. I think I think she she wasn't too bad, and I was, like, listening for it in the Little Women trailer, but uh, Emma Watson in, uh, what's that teen movie that was based on that book she was in? The Bling Ring? No, it was, um... Oh, um, the Wallflower one. Yes, 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 Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. And that one, her American accent wasn't that bad, but it was... It was kind of off. But it's really funny because yeah. you think, because a lot of British people seem so good at doing American accents, you're like, oh, it must be so easy for all of them. Mm-hmm. But, ha, we're not that easy to get. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, should we actually introduce our topic? Today? Yeah, I guess we should. It's the accent yeah. episode. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we only watch things where people are playing things that they are not. Yeah. Which I guess in a way they are. A little bit, yeah. But 
yeah. Uh, as this episode comes out in October, mm-hmm. we decided to go a little spooky. Ooh, spooky, scary. Spooky, scary. But not werewolf. Well, a little bit of werewolves. Yeah. Mostly vampires. Yes. Actually, yeah. Another accidental sub-theme. Unless we didn't yeah. do that on purpose, did we? No. No. Yeah. It <laughs> I just, was like, wait. It just happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will be talking about... I've said it wrong so many times, so I just want to make sure I get it right. A girl walks home alone at night. There you go. Not in the night. No. At night. I don't know why. I can't get it, but I got it. I'm proud of you. Well, I guess you read it, but I'm still proud of you. They didn't know that. Oh, yeah. They can't oh, see oh, yeah. me no, hidden in this it. closet. I can't even. I can't. I can't see her either. It's almost true. It's very dark in here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we watched that. And then I will be talking about what we do in the shadows. But not the TV show. The movie. Alright, cool. Let's get into it. Alright, so first up we have A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. I did it correctly yeah, again. Nice. I'm way too proud of that. Um... <laughs> This is a 2014 Persian language film, and the tag was, it was the first Iranian vampire western, um, written and directed by Anna Lily Amapur, and it was based on a short film she had done a few years earlier, and then she uh, raised a bunch of money through Indiegogo to make it a full length. It was actually shot in... California. Yeah, I which, was kind of surprised. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, oh, okay. And I don't know where Taft or Bakersfield are, but mm-hmm. apparently those are uh, where these were filmed. Yeah, so she raised like $56,000 on Indiegogo to make the movie. Uh, I didn't find much on what the total budget was, but uh, IMDb says that it made almost 500000 in the U.S. Oh, nice. So that was pretty, was pretty good. Yeah. And it currently has a 96% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. And a little fun fact, Elijah Wood was one of the many executive producers. I did see that. (laughs) Yeah. So I first heard of this movie, I think, through Bust Magazine. Okay. I was trying to remember. Um, But I think that's what it was. I think because they usually have a little, like, top ten list of Mm -hmm. things to keep an eye out for in the media. Mm Mm-hmm their issues and I think this movie was one of them um, and I was like oh that sounds so super cool and then cut to five years later and I just watched it <laughs> um, it is a black and white film set in the fictional town of Bad City Iran and it's kind of a, a pretty depressing place with very wide uh, differences in income so it kind of, I don't know, it seemed like, it kind of reminded me of like a coal miner American town feel. Yeah, I can see that. Um, with like a very industrial, energy-based industry seems to be the center of the town. And the people who actually do the work are riddled with uh, addiction to drugs <laughs> and things like that. Well, the people profiting are living in those wonderful houses yeah. and everything. Uh first main character is uh arash who is this greaser looking kind of guy 
uh, when we first meet him, he's wearing like the white T-shirt with the rolled up sleeves and the blue jeans kind of thing. And he has this really nice vintage convertible, which I liked a lot. Oh, yeah, it's a cute car. <laughs> and we meet him when he's stealing a very cute cat. <laughs> I never quite figured out why he was trying to steal this cat, yeah, but he did. I wasn't sure if he was stealing it or he just, it was so weird. Where was that place? Anyway, sorry. I don't, I don't know. It seemed like he stole it. Oh, okay. Or maybe it was like a street cat. Maybe, yeah. And he was like, this is a cute cat. I want it. <laughs> um, his dad is addicted to heroin and a drug dealer comes by to get payment for his dad's debts. But since his dad doesn't have money because he isn't working because of his addiction, he takes uh, Arash's car instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but Arash works for this rich family as like a handyman, and he kind of decides to steal some earrings from the rich girl to try and buy his car back. Um, which, at the same time, this drug dealer is stalked by the titular girl. Mm-hmm. She first shows up while he's collecting payment and services from Ati, who's a sex worker that he uh, employs. Mm-hmm. I guess it's the technical... I was going to say pimps, but that seemed wrong. <laughs> uh, so you get some good like little jumpy shots because she's just kind of in the car mirrors when she shows up. And then later, while he's walking around, he sees her again. And he he's like, this broad wants to fuck. <laughs> and so he takes her home. And she's like, all right, I'll come with you. <laughs> And the way he seduced her was so funny. Oh, yeah. Or tried to seduce her. He, like, just openly has this briefcase just full of money and drugs. He's like, look at my money and drugs. Look at this cool tiger poster. Look at all my cool uh, taxidermy on the wall. You see that? That's a pot leaf poster right above my drum kit. And he starts doing, like, this dance oh, and, like, yeah. opening his shirt. And he has, like, a tattoo on his throat that just says sex in English Um, (laughs) sure (laughs) and because he's a dumb guy when she starts looking on his finger he's like oh yeah this broad be dirty and then she bites the finger off and like she did this really creepy thing where she like took his finger and was like running it along his mouth and I was just like ah (laughs) and then she um, sucks his blood and kills him uh, and as she's leaving, she actually passes by uh, Arash because he had just shown up to try and buy his car back. And they just kind of look at each other and like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> and when he goes in and finds the dead drug dealer, he's like, well, here's my chance. Yeah. <laughs> Steals the briefcase full of drugs and money, yeah. takes his car back, yeah. and he becomes the local drug dealer. Yeah. Um, I don't think he becomes the local pimp though because i don't see him interact with ati at all and then we see a little bit more of what the girl's life is um she has this like basement apartment that's just plastered with band posters Mm -hmm. and she just likes to listen to music and dance and she's goes around taunting people at night like she scares this little boy by telling him to be good and saying that she'll always be watching him and she mocks arash's dad at one point when he's trying to talk Ati into giving up her services for free mm-hmm. and she's just like mirroring all his moves and like freaks him out until he <laughs> runs away um, so she seems just pretty aimless and lonely and they come back together later with 
Arash decides to go to this costume party that the rich girl was going to because he's like, this is my chance. I'm going to go Mac on this girl. Mm -hmm. And the rich girl talks him into taking ecstasy for the first time and he tries to kiss her and she's not into it. And so he leaves and just gets lost in the city. And the girl runs into him while she's skateboarding on a skateboard she stole from a child. (laughs) (laughs) And they have this kind of sweet drugged up moment um and so she takes him home on the skateboard pushing him on it and they just have a a cute little moment at her apartment and she has the chance to suck his blood but she doesn't Mm -hmm. just lets him go home and he's really into her and invites her out to the power plant yep classic date spot (laughs) classic date spot um the next night and gives her the earrings he had stolen and a hamburger, which yes. she doesn't eat, of course. And he's like, who doesn't like hamburgers? Suspicious. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> um, and so he's clearly very into her and she seems to be into him and she just kind of does that mysterious you don't know the terrible things I've done kind of line that moody characters always give each other. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't care. Um, all the while, Arash is also trying to get his dad off heroin mm-hmm. by making him go cold turkey, and it does not work, mm-hmm. obviously. <laughs> um, and his dad kind of gets paranoid and starts to think that the cat is his reincarnated dead wife, mm-hmm. and he like completely like starts breaking all the pictures and everything in the in their apartment and Arash gets really mad and kicks him out just like throwing money and drugs at him he's like take this take the cat I don't want it anymore which I thought was very rude that cat did nothing and it was such a pretty cat it was such a pretty cat and a very good actor yeah. that was literally one of my notes <laughs> um so he throws out his dad and um now that he has money he goes his dad goes to Ati and pays her to dance for him and then he tries to talk her into doing heroin with him when she says no he ties her up and forces it um and then takes it himself and the girl's like super vampire senses somehow realize this because she has this connection with ati in the movie they have this moment together a little earlier um and so I guess she's very protective. Mm-hmm. And so she just busts in and kills um, Arash's dad. And they, uh, she and Ati hide the body in an alleyway. Um, and the next morning, obviously, someone goes to find um, Arash so that he'll see that it is, it's his dad that they found. And he's all torn up and you can tell that he feels bad because he's the one who kicked him out and Mm -hmm. if he hadn't kicked him out maybe he wouldn't have died so he decides he needs to leave town he packs up the drugs and the money the important things (laughs) (laughs) and goes to the girl's apartment and asks her to leave with him and so she starts packing up just all the jewelry she's stolen from people (laughs) that she's killed these are my important things (laughs) Um, and while she's doing that the cat comes out and he kind of puts together that she's involved somehow, but still leaves with her. And as they're driving away, he pulls off to the, on the side of the road and 
he kind of gets out and paces and he's kind of deciding what to do. Um, if he's just gonna let her get away with it or confront her and he decides to just get back in the car and they drive off and it's kind of this ambiguous, we don't know what happens to them, but maybe they'll try and work it out or consistently live together knowing that one might kill the other one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah, that was, that was the movie. Yeah. I, it was definitely different than what I was expecting. Same. I was expecting a more straightforward horror movie, mm-hmm. just with the cool visuals of the black and white to kind of pay homage to um, movies of the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like this kind of moody take on um, vampire movies. And mm-hmm. I didn't really get too much of the, if there are straight up Western references, just because I haven't seen too many Westerns. Yeah, neither have I. So that I can't speak too much on other than it's also in a desert. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, Especially the way it looked. I like a good modern black and white and seeing how, because at least when I take pictures, like working in black and white, working in color is so different Mm -hmm. and just, you have to, for a second rewire your brain to think about how what you're looking at is going to interpret in just blacks and grays yeah and so there were some really really cool shots um the one that really sucked me in was one of the earlier shots of the girl when she's walking to her apartment and she's wearing the chador which is what she wears when she's out hunting Mm -hmm. which i thought was a really good um choice because it kind of like looked like a vampire cape yeah yeah true um when she's especially when she's like skateboarding around it's like boom yeah. behind her which i, I thought was like fun that um but yeah when she's walking to her apartment because of the the the, the door is so dark and she looked like a literal shadow just pasted against the wall like going down which that was very very cool mm-hmm. also moody vampire skateboarding was on my mini aesthetics so of course <laughs> i was gonna like it <laughs> Oh, the music was great, too, because they used a lot of country-western kind of sounds mm-hmm. mixed with 50s rockabilly as well, uh-huh. um, but it was still mostly all in Persian. Yeah. I think there were a few English songs, um, but I thought the soundtrack was great, and I want to look into it to see if I can get it somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty cool. And yeah, the cat was, was a very good actor. Yeah. I was... Like... <laughs> I loved that last shot of them in the car with the cat in the middle because it didn't move around very much and it was like so symmetrical and it was just sitting there and chilling and yeah yeah but whoever was you know in front of the car getting the cat's attention though was like doing a very good job to make it look like back and forth the two actors it looked like like oh shit what's gonna happen (laughs) Um, but it was a beautiful cat it was a very beautiful cat. I'm having some real pet withdrawal in, <laughs> like this this week. I've realized I'm like I really want a pet. <laughs> you get yourself a kitty it's cat. Been, I know. <laughs> I was thinking about our family cat yeah. last night. It's Aww. like I miss her Aww. and I miss our other family cat. They were so cute. They were Aww. so good. Um. Oh, and there was like an, another accidental 
connection between the two movies because um, Arash kind of looks like Taika Waititi's character. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Yeah, they have yeah. very similar looks, like yeah. the the hair and, I don't know, they yeah. very... Um, I haven't found a good equivalent phrase in English, but in Spanish we say tienen el mismo tipo, so uh-huh. they have like the same type. Oh, okay. So they don't look exactly alike, you're yeah. just kind of similar on a similar spectrum, yeah. I guess, visually. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like I talked a lot. <laughs> no, you talked just the right amount. I, I enjoyed it, but I don't know that it was for me. I, uh... I well, I felt like a jerk because I was like, "There's not enough dialogue in this movie," and then I looked it up, and apparently the director and writer has a little bit of hearing loss, so a lot of the times in her movies, she or at least this is what I found on IMDb, it says that she Mm -hmm. likes less dialogue in her movies, and I'm not like I don't need everyone to just be like blah 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 like all the time, but I kind Mm -hmm. of wanted there just felt like there were a lot of moments that I guess were really like beautiful and nice, but. For me, personally, they just, like, went on too long of just, like, silent moments where people were just, like, in a space together, and it was just mm. kind of, like, cutting back and forth between the two of them, and maybe I'm just not good at, like, sitting in those moments, but I was kind of like, mm-hmm. I also want to say something or <laughs> do something. <laughs> um, so that was one part that that um, that didn't really, like, work for me, personally, Um but there were lots of, el- but there were like elements of it that I liked. Like I liked the general idea of this like lonely vampire. I loved the like, the vigilante aspect to her killing. Like she, mm-hmm. she only, what, from what we saw in the movie, she only like killed bad guys or like not bad guys, but people who were like up to no good. Well, I guess that, what was his name? Sa- Saeed, I think was like the pimp drug dealer guy and he definitely yeah. was up to no good and and uh, Arash's dad was definitely, like, taking advantage of Ati and not treating her properly. Um, so I kind of liked that. Um, I mm-hmm. liked that aspect. And even though she was kind of, like, it seemed like she was just doing it for her own amusement, but, like, messing with that kid was kind of funny. <laughs> yes. Um, I just, like, telling he was, him. He was a liar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And I like that she got a skateboard out of it, because I think those were some of my favorite visual moments where was her on the skateboard um mm-hmm. just because the idea of that was i liked it so i was i wasn't like boo but i <laughs> but there were like elements that i that didn't quite work for me personally just the way that i like yeah. to watch movies yeah well i wonder if um just for your taste the short film version would be better maybe because maybe the fact that it's a full length you kind of expect it to have it doesn't have very much plot yeah at all um, there are some moments in it, like you said, but there's, it is just a lot of, um, mood, I guess yeah. is the best word for yeah, it. Yeah, it is kind of A lot of, of mood a, building. Yeah. And which I think was done very well. And mm-hmm. I, I did like the, like when she was with the drug dealer guy, there was this like, like you knew that she was not there to do sexy stuff with him. And, mm-hmm. and so you knew it was like building to somewhere. And so there was like a lot of tension in that scene, even though you were like pretty much okay with whatever was going to happen to him. You're like, when's it going to happen? How's it going to happen? So yeah. I think they did a lot. And I think also capturing her loneliness, they did a, 
a good job of that too but i it did feel for me like it was just like some ideas strung together um which i don't always mm. need like a heavy plot like we're here to our goal is to do this and to do that um mm-hmm. but i think um yeah and i think because i'm kind of basic this way i just wanted a little bit more <laughs> in terms of like the romance like, i didn't need like kissy kissy uh, I don't know. I didn't need all of that, but I kind of just like wanted them to like chat a little bit more. But I also realized that wasn't <laughs> the girl's character. <laughs> She's not very talkative, yeah. so there wasn't going to be no. <laughs> chatty romance. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I like a I like a slow burn. Yeah. Well, yeah. and even well, even with them, like I like I definitely like I wasn't like oh they didn't kiss. I didn't like need that. And even mm-hmm. if they were just like hanging out and talking and getting to know each other, then that would have been for me too but (laughs) Um, but yeah it was but there was like but there was sweetness to what was happening between them which like when he brought her the earrings and and just bringing her a hamburger like I thought that was really sweet and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it was nice I don't know if this is the kind of movie that I would rewatch over and over again yeah Um, unlike the next one we're gonna talk about (laughs) Um, but it's definitely one that when I just want that kind of mood I guess that I I could see myself putting it on just to have in the background maybe while I'm you know cooking or crafting or something yeah um just something nice and atmospheric yeah definitely yeah it's almost it'd be almost like putting on a record to listen to yeah I can see that also I thought it was animated (laughs) so surprise surprise (laughs) when I saw just because of the poster which you shouldn't don't judge a book by its cover, but I thought because of the poster that it was like, um, oh, I can't remember the name of the movie. I never figured it out. There's some, I think it's Persian, like a very popular. Oh, Persepolis. Yes, which I've never seen, but mm-hmm. it looked, it reminded me of the picture or the poster of that. And so I thought it was like kind mm-hmm. of like a dark, moody adult animated film. And then okay. it started and I was like, nope, these are not animated people. <laughs> these are definitely people. <laughs> <laughs> Humans. Yeah. So that was a little bit, I, I was thrown for like a second and I was like, okay, that was, you didn't watch any trailers or look at anything um, mm-hmm. to tell you otherwise. So this is all on you. <laughs> they did make a comic book later for this movie. Uh, I haven't read it though. Oh, interesting. So, I could see it. Yeah. Like I could see it as an animated movie. Like I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been, obviously I wouldn't have been surprised cause I thought it was going to be one. But <laughs> when I read the description, <laughs> I thought it just seemed like it was, some sort of like dark moody animated movie. It could I could see it as like little animated shorts just for yeah. adventures at night. I think that yeah, might actually that. be um what I was expecting the most and was kind of bummed we didn't get was more about the girl herself because it was very yeah. much like Arash's story which threw me off at first. Yeah. Um so I I wanted more of her and not necessarily like where she came from or anything like that, but just just more of her in general and her, her adventures Yeah, that happened to be interrupted by this guy. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit of what I was desiring with their connection because I did want to know mm-hmm. more about her. Like, I felt like I knew quite a bit about him and I thought that we would get to learn about her through her and this guy kind of connecting. So mm-hmm. Maybe that's... I'll give myself a little credit. I'm not all basic. <laughs> um, 
But I also, um, I could, I would definitely watch a TV show of this, of just like her late night adventures. And mm-hmm. um, I would watch that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. So how did yeah. she get into, because she's kind of like a, like a new wave kid with the posters that yeah. she had and the way she dressed. So like, how'd she get into that? Is she actually just in her 20s or is she older? Yeah. Yeah. I want to know about the girl. Yeah. That's definitely... Yeah. I'm going to find this lady and pitch a TV show to her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for, yeah. In the, yeah, for the most part, I did enjoy it. Like, I think I just wanted a little bit, I guess I wanted something different, not something different, not totally different, but I wanted something, a little something else. I don't know how to say that exactly, but. I can see that. I, I think a lot of people I know, you included, do want do enjoy a very uh, like if a romance is introduced to have that be more fleshed out I guess Mm -hmm. but I don't know that's never really been a a priority for me for unless it is like a romance straight up then yeah yeah. and I'm not like and I'm not saying that like I needed them to kiss or needed them to profess their love or anything like that I think I just wanted more of a like I guess I wanted to hear more I don't know maybe saying the romance part is confusing because it wasn't a huge aspect of the film and I and I wasn't like well this is what I need more of I guess really what I what I did desire was to learn more about her and I thought through her connection with this guy that Mm, we would yeah I think that's more yeah because I wasn't like oh yeah things are gonna get steamy and that's what I want (laughs) to see (laughs) I just kind of thought oh like this there's this lady who like keeps to herself and she's met someone who wants to know about her so we're gonna learn about her if that makes sense yeah okay yeah cool yeah something different yeah 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 shall we discuss the next one yes let's do it all right so um the other movie that we watched was what we do in the shadows which um is a movie i've been meaning to get to for a while uh, since I discovered who Taika Waititi was. Um, and then I just never got around to it. And then they made a TV show recently, and I was like, I gotta watch it. And I still didn't, so. <laughs> and, <laughs> but then we had the chance to for our podcast, and I was like, now is the time. So um, what we do in the shadows is a movie from 2014, another vampire movie from 2014. We're just so good at these accidental accidental themes. <laughs> um, and it's co-written and co-directed by Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement. Um, and it's based off of a short film they did in 2005. Um, with, and it's basically a, the basic gist is it's a mockumentary about these four vampires that are flatmates in a town or a city, uh, Wellington in New Zealand. And, um, so the four main vampires, or I guess it's like three plus one that lives in the basement, <laughs> is Viago, who is played by Taika Watiti, and there's Vlad, who is played by Jermaine Clement, Jermaine Clement, and then there's Deacon, who is played by Johnny Bruch, I don't know how you say his last name, it's lots of fancy letters, um, <laughs> and then there's, uh, Peter, who is in the basement, so, um, Viago's kind of like the prim proper one in the house, kind of keeps it together, wants everyone to keep it clean. Um, Vlad, at one point, was like the most powerful and feared vampire 
ever. He was known as Vlad the Poker. <laughs> um, and he was, like, really good at, like, transforming into animals and and uh, he's just generally feared good at hypnosis but then he had a run-in with the beast and he kind of hasn't like been the same since and i think he's the oldest of them oh besides peter who's eight thousand years old and then (laughs) and then there's deacon who's kind of like the young bad boy of the group he's only like 183 years old um and uh yeah so um there's no like really general there's kind of like moments it is like a a mockumentary so it's just kind of like following their lives so one a big portion of the movie um is kind of brought on by um this new vampire like a very new vampire named nick um who they kind of reluctantly uh led into the group he was um he was supposed to be dinner um he was brought by jackie who was deacon's familiar basically his servant human servant who is like promised he'll turn into a vampire at some point but she basically just like cleans for them and brings them victims so they ask for two virgins and she brings she basically just brings by two people who she like doesn't like (laughs) this one girl who like gave her a bad nickname in school and then nick who uh they dated i say in quotes when they were 12 (laughs) she said she says that he's her ex-boyfriend um um, so anyway, she brings them by and they eat the girl and they try to eat Nick, but Peter gets to, um, him first and they're like, oh, well, and then a couple weeks or months go by and then Nick shows up flying into their window <laughs> and they're like, Hey, we thought you died. And he was like, no, I got turned into a vampire. So, um, so their life kind of changes with Nick around. He gets them into clubs that they couldn't get into before because they have to be invited into places <laughs> and a lot of bouncers just won't invite them in because why would you need to invite people <laughs> into the club you just let them in um so nick gets them into all these cool clubs they couldn't get into before and he has his friend Stu, a human friend who they they love and they all agree not to eat who like teaches them about modern technology and stuff so they're pretty much having a good time with nick even though they're kind of deacon's really like wary of him Um, and, um, at some point Nick is like being a little bit too loose lipped about the fact that they're, that he's a vampire and he tells a guy who is like, I'm a vampire hunter. And he's like, ha ha, that's funny. And so I guess he kind of starts some sort of communication with this guy because, um, they like wake up one night to like, or I guess it's the morning to screams and stuff coming from the basement. And they see that like Peter, um, the really old vampire has been, Um, burned by sunlight and he's kind of on fire and they can't save him and it's really sad and they figure out that um, the vampire hunter like came in to kill them through the basement and um, and and they figure out it's because of Nick being a blabbermouth so they banish Nick from the house um, and that's kind of sad they tell Stu that he can still come by though because they (laughs) they love Stu um, and so the one thing they did mention in the earlier part of the film is that the there's the unholy masquerade, which I guess is like a yearly thing, um, which is like a party for all the undead folks in um, Wellington's, like the zombies, uh, the, what else? Uh, the banshees, I think they mentioned, just general undead folks. Um and so Vlad is kind of excited because he thinks he's going to be the guest of honor. But then he finds out the guest of honor is his mortal enemy, the beast. So he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to go. So Deacon 
and uh, Viagogo with uh, Stu, and that turns out to be a mistake. <laughs> uh, so first of all, we found out the Beast is just um, Vlad's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> She's not some weird creature that he's fought. They just had a very bad relationship. Um, and... Um, yeah, so then everyone realizes that Stu is a human and they want to eat him. And they also realize the camera crew is, <laughs> are humans, so they want to eat them too. And so they thankfully get Stu out of there. Vlad shows up and tries to like ward off everybody, and so they escape, but then they run into their, not really enemies, but just people that they trade barbs with, the werewolves, <laughs> who are in the process of um, chaining themselves up for the full moon. Uh, trying to be responsible werewolves so they don't attack anybody, but they get distracted, being taunted by the vampires, and so they don't get chained up, and it becomes like this whole chase sequence where the werewolves are after everyone, especially Stu and some of the camera crew, so unfortunately, Stu goes down, and so one of the camera guys, um, and it's kind of sad at the end, but then... We realize, because Nick comes by with Stu, he just got turned into a werewolf. And so now, <laughs> so now Stu is, is kind of like the joining force between the vampires and the werewolves, and it kind of seems like they're going to hang out and be friends. And um, so, yeah, that's kind of the general, <laughs> the general big plot points of, of the movie. Um, I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At first, when I, because you know, when you have like high expectations for things, especially like a comedy movie, you expect to like just be laughing right away, which I wasn't immediately. But as soon as we like got, as soon as it got into it, I was like, okay, I'm here. I'm ready for what this movie has to offer. And <laughs> um, I I rented it on Amazon and I watched it uh, a couple days ago because I think it's like a two-day rental and then yesterday I was like oh I just want to watch this one scene again and then I just watched the whole movie <laughs> again. so um, I really yeah it was really funny and there were just lots of little bits that I just like little details that I thought were hilarious <laughs> so this is one I had seen before and it's been it was one that because I like Flight of the Concords and, and everything that I was just kind of keeping an eye out for what they were doing next. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard about this movie, I was like, sweet, I want to watch this movie. It was like very limited release, didn't see it. And then the people I knew who saw it were like, you need to watch this movie. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, my partner and I ended up renting it through like cable or something mm-hmm. and loved it. And also like rewatched it the next day like, immediately pretty much. Yeah. Um and then just bought it that <laughs> week. <laughs> um but when that was pretty much when that came out though. So but you when did you first hear of it? So again? so I heard of it. So I didn't know who Taika Waititi. I've never seen Flight I've seen like one episode of Flight of the Concords which it's now mm. on my list, but or it's always been something I meant to watch as well. But I first heard of Taika Waititi when I was unemployed and had movie pass. And this movie, uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, came out. And I was like, uh. I don't really know what this is, but I feel like going to this artsy theater to go watch this movie. Like, it looks cute. And mm-hmm. I loved it. I haven't seen it again since then, and I keep meaning to watch it again. But I thought it was so good. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at what else he did. 
And I think that's how I came across what we do in the shadows. And so it's, and then of course, like a lot more people, like he's kind of like, he was kind of flying under the radar there, I guess, unless you were like into that kind of comedy scene, I assume. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he directed Thor three, which is also an amazing movie. Yes. Um, And I, I was, and I was excited when I heard he was directing that because I liked Hunt for the Wilder People so much. And, and that turned out fantastic that was even before i went through my weird obsession marvel obsession phase i was like this is a great movie um so yeah so that's how i i heard of the movie and then i i just i always meant to watch it and i just or not always since i heard about it i meant to watch it but i just now got around to it and especially with like the tv show coming out i was like i want to see the movie but yeah yeah. it was just this is definitely a movie that i pretty much anyone i'm like you need to watch this movie (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's just yeah, like I said, it's just all the details in the movie are just great. Like even from the start, because the the first scene is Viago. You can clearly tell it's like when you're doing a documentary, and you're like, okay, just pretend, just act natural. We'll just be here, and he's like waking up and coming out of his uh, coffin, and he's like just looking at the camera crew and like, (laughs) (laughs) so like he's clear, it's clearly like their first day shooting and he's like not used to just having them around yet. Um, it's like little details like that. And he's this like little adorable dandy man. Mm -hmm. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. This movie's just so good. (laughs) And it is. And it, and it, and what I liked so much about it was that, it did find the humor and like, oh, what if you were just following around some vampires who are like living their everyday life? So like the first scene, like you said, it's first it's like Viago going around waking up all his roommates <laughs> for the night. <laughs> um, and then he's like, have, he's calling a flat meeting because Deacon hasn't washed the dishes in five years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and there's a little bit of wordplay because he's like, you haven't washed the bloody dishes in five years. And then they they cut over to the dishes and they're literally covered in blood. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just like goblets that you use for drinking blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, so like little things like that. And even like the, um, so I, I, I only know like the, most of the vampire lore that I know, or like the, the, what I assume is classic vampire lore. I know from watching Buffy. I real I, mm-hmm. when I was looking up the movie, it said that it referenced um, movies like interview with the vampire and lost boys, um, which I mm-hmm. haven't seen. And, Mm. Bram Stoker's Dracula, which I haven't st- seen. Um, I think uh, Jermaine Clement said he based his performance of Vlad on Gary Oldman's Dracula performance, but I haven't. Okay, I haven't seen that. And uh, Taika Waititi based his performance on his mom. <laughs> um, but, so, <laughs> so I just yes, and I also don't know Taika Waititi's mom, but she's not a vampire. So anyway, uh, but. So I, there were a lot of like that those kind of references. Of. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of those kind of references that I didn't quite pick up on. But because mm-hmm. I know like the general vampire stuff, I could obviously follow along. So I, that's why I thought the de- the thing about them like needing to be invited into the nightclub was so funny because I just imagine going to a nightclub or a bar and like showing the bar the bouncer your ID and they're like, okay, go in, and you're like, well. Can you invite me? <laughs> it's just the thought yeah. of that made me laugh a lot. It's just how like ordinary it yeah. all is. Or like, um, there's yeah. Sorry, go ahead. There's this. There's the part where Viago is uh, 
like throwing clay and making this terrible pot. It's so bad. <laughs> he's like at the pottery wheel, but he's talking about how like, yeah, you know, there's a stereotype that vampires are dark and moody and like I mean most of them are but you know some people just like to live in a flat together yeah. in small countries like New Zealand yeah. <laughs> and it's just and my friend who I believe her mother is from New Zealand and she's you know visited and grew up with a lot of like New Zealand traditions said that like when she watched it she's like it's like the most accurate portrayal of New Zealand oh, I've really? ever seen. That's really funny. Um, and it just brought her so much joy just for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also, one of, I saw a couple of my favorite scenes. Um, I loved their first, oh, um, so one of the issues during their flat meeting was that um, they weren't being respectful of Viago's antiques when they were feeding on people and so everything was getting splattered with blood and so after their night out he like brings back this woman and first of all he's talking about how he like likes to like give his victims a good time because it's like their last moment on earth (laughs) or being alive and so then he's like as he's talking she's like talking about how she can't wait to study abroad and he's like laying down paper the newspapers (laughs) and towels around the couch and so he like goes in for the bite and he hit the main artery so blood is just splurting (laughs) everywhere and he's like trying to like put his mouth over the wound so it's not like spraying everywhere but yeah, and then they, they, like, cut to a talking head, and he's like, yeah, I hit the main artery, and <laughs> it got everywhere, and you can see he's really disappointed, because he really wanted to preserve his furniture. <laughs> so I really liked that. I liked, um, oh, there's another moment. Oh, I, the, another thing about the, just, like, vampire lore, when they're, like, getting ready to go out at night, they don't have any reflections, so they mm-hmm. have to, like, rely on each other <laughs> to, like, get dressed properly because they can't see what they look like. I thought that was a funny little uh, Yeah, I aspect. thought that was that was funny, but that was the one, like, plot hole I could find was that. Because <laughs> yeah. they start the movie with a montage of a bunch of pictures, like, from oh, yeah, old true. woodcuts to, yeah. <laughs> like, the 70s. I'm like, so they have experience yeah. with cameras... <laughs> They have a familiar who could have brought them a digital yeah, camera. That's true. That's, that's my one plot hole gripe. But it was worth it for just yeah. seeing all the different doodles and their weird mannequin that they would make with two of them to show the outfit. Um, and Viago's love of those camo pants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then just when like Nick gets introduced, that's a whole new dynamic which is really funny their love of stew is hilarious because he seems like the most like regular dude you can't see anything particularly exciting about him like he (laughs) barely talks um but they just love him so much and then and then nick is just such a um is he's just funny like he's walking around telling people that he's twilight he's like you know twilight i'm the guy from i'm twilight um, and then <laughs> their moment when they first interact with the werewolves is hilarious. Werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> yes. Reese Darby forever. <laughs> Had me die. I, he was like, looked so familiar to me. And then I realized he was in Jumanji. The new Jumanji. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And um, so that was a great moment. Um, oh, I don't know why people violently puking is very hilarious to me, but <laughs> Nick eats a french fry because he's upset, and then they're like, ooh, I wouldn't do that, and then they cut to him just like, just, just, just projectile a hose of blood. vomiting blood, 
<laughs> That's when he gets really fed up about being a vampire because it was starting to like wear on him, and he's like, "Can't even eat chips; they're my favorite food." <laughs> <laughs> was, yeah, like just his utter outrage that he can't even eat chips, and he's like, what "The fuck? What's what's even the point? Yeah, he's of like, eternal life. He's like, don't power the if I can't eat chips." <laughs> um, and then one of my favorite scenes was the was the police coming by to <laughs> after peter's death he looked there's like loud screaming and then the guys are fighting because they're upset with nick because it's pretty much his fault and um the police come back so like oh we're getting complaints about screaming and like a, a i don't know if the burnt smell is part of it but they like i don't know i think we'll i'll put a link in it to it in our blog post but it's just like the whole scene is great because uh viago hypnotizes them to not see anything unusual <laughs> So first of all, it, well, they first they come in, they're like, oh, it smells weird in here. And he's like, yeah, it's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they go into the kitchen where Nick and uh, Deacon are in the middle of a, like one of their like flying fights. Like Nick's up in the corner of the wall and in the ceiling. <laughs> and um, and uh, Vlad is like holding on to Deacon, who's midair to like prevent him from getting to Nick. And so they come in and. And they're just like, oh, you guys don't have barbecues inside. And you and the music cues are great, too, because whenever you think they've noticed something, <laughs> they play that like dun-dun-dun kind of music. And they're like, oh, well, you guys don't have any smoke detectors. <laughs> and then they go downstairs to the basement, and there's like the dead vampire hunter. It's on the ground, and the female officer is like, who's this guy? <laughs> and they're like, oh, he's drunk. Don't worry about him. And then... Um, she's like, he needs a blanket. He's not having a good time. And then the male officer <laughs> notes that there's like, there's a huge slab of concrete on him. And he's like, that can't be comfortable. <laughs> and the whole thing is just me explaining it is not as funny as watching it, but <laughs> it yeah. was no, it's, hilarious. Yeah, that's definitely oh, one of the, it's such a good scene. Um, one of my favorite parts <laughs> of that scene is actually the end when right after that, where they, they're talking about the guy on, on in the basement and they're like, well, I mean, everything looks up to a just up to go just get those smoke detectors and they're like leaving them out and they're like thank you thank you and then deacon's like i think it's deacon's like maybe we should have them go through just to tell us everything that we need to fix before they go <laughs> <laughs> just like a little bit of admin before yeah. they leave <laughs> yeah um, just, yeah it's pretty great and then another moment that i was because i couldn't find it online so this was the moment that i was like oh i'll just watch this moment i won't watch the whole movie again but then i just watched the whole movie again but there's just this really small moment where after the werewolf attack those same officers come by and they're like oh yeah this these dog attacks have been happening like once a month it's like getting out of control and then the male officer walks up with just like this regular looking dog and he's like i found the culprit like this is the this is the dog <laughs> Like and the they're sweetest like, looking dog. Yeah, and they're like, well, we're gonna have to put him down. And they're like walking towards the ambulance, and, and the dog's just like <laughs> sniffing Stu's body, and he's like, oh, he's raring to go again. He wants to go at him again. It doesn't even like tell the dog, like, you see what you did? Oh yes, you yes, see what yes. you did. <laughs> he's like, look what you did. It's, <laughs> it's, I, it's yeah, it's just so good. It's, yeah, uh, it was. Yeah, I really. It made me laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'd heard that they were thinking of making a TV show just about the cops. And I was like, oh, really? you know what? I'd be down with it. Yeah. I'd watch it. Apparently that lady was just a kindergarten teacher. She wasn't an actor. Well, she's great. Yeah, she was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. The whole movie was... It was... I expected it to be funny, but it was even funnier than I thought it would be. I. 
Yeah, I, left same, I had a lot. yeah I had the same reaction when I first saw it because I was already excited for it and like similar to you, I was like, yeah, it'll be it'll probably just be fine. Yeah, it's just it's it's one of those that I rewatched a lot. I can see myself doing that. Um, yeah, it's uh, it was incredibly delightful, and now I um, yeah, I mean I've. I had enough. Have you ever seen a hunt, hunt for the Wilder People? Yes. Okay. I I need to watch it again. I think it's still on Hulu, but it was. I think that's also on Canopy. Oh, really? Actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was enough goodwill from that movie to for me to like immediately be a fan of Taika Waititi. So I mm-hmm. I I'm down for whatever he does. I think he's doing the fourth Thor movie, which I didn't realize yeah. they were gonna do since Marvel seems like three and done for each of their mini franchises. So. Um, yeah. yeah, he's the only reason I watched Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Because I had I'm 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 a pick and choose with the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saw parts of the I don't even remember which Thor movie and I was like this is bad. Yeah, there you go. That's probably the first one. <laughs> they are um great. and so all I really knew was Thor in the Avengers films, which is fine. I mean, he's very attractive, but it wasn't until Ragnarok, and I was like, okay, I'll watch a full Thor movie, yeah. and I was like, this is so good. That's the one to watch, and I think that's yeah. what, I, I, and if you watch, like, Infinity War and Endgame, they kind of lean into what I think, well, I think Chris Hemsworth had done comedy stuff before then, but mm-hmm. I think because he was m- most well-known for for Thor, and that he kind of got to, like, lean into that aspect of, like, that strength of his in that movie, mm-hmm. that... Um, I already forgot my point, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that the, I think, um, oh, what was I trying to say? I was trying to say that Chris Hemsworth is funny, funny. And I think, th- I think I was trying to say Chris Hemsworth is funny and that, yes, and that Taika Waititi, like, kind of, I don't think he wrote Thor 3, but I think still he, like, let him lean into that, that he has that strength of being, like, pretty silly and... Um, mm-hmm. And then I guess what I was saying is they let him lean into that. And that's kind of who Thor was for the next couple movies after mm-hmm. that. Um, instead of yeah. like the moody brooding person that he was before, which he was always like a little bit silly anyway, but uh, yeah, the first but two he Thor was... movies are not great. Yeah. <laughs> he also just looks better in the later ones too. Yes. I think the hair had really bad hair in the first warranted. one. But yeah, Taika, He's just great, and I'm really excited for, um, was it Jojo Rabbit? Is that what the new one's called? Which one? Sorry, say it again. Jojo Rabbit? Oh, I have not so, seen it. Yeah, but that's what, I think that's what it's called. The Nazi yeah. one? I kind of yeah, forgot Yeah, I'm excited that. for that one. Did it come out already? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know if it'll be out by the time this episode goes out, but yeah. as of right now, I don't yeah. think it is. I haven't seen a trailer for it, so I should check it out. But Oh, yeah, you should. But yeah. <laughs> it looks great. And, I, I just love what we do in the shadows. The TV show is also very good. Yeah, I need to check it out. Um, I think it's up on Hulu now. So yes, um, I believe it is up on regular Hulu. So that seems like a good month of October watch. You know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I never really cared about Halloween before, probably because I wasn't allowed to do Halloween stuff when I was younger. But mm-hmm. um, in my adult years, I like the idea of. I think oh, I think it had to do with that and with the not being able to do Halloween stuff and then also um, 
I never just, I never watched horror movies. Like, I, Mm. they just didn't appeal to me. And then I took, I've probably talked to you about this a billion times, but I took a horror class in college where we, like, read horror books and watched horror movies and didn't read any of the books. But (laughs) 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 I, or I started most of them. I just didn't finish. Dracula's Uh too long. Um, (laughs) It's very long. And it's not what everyone thinks it's going to be. No, it's, it's not. Um, And. One day I will f- finally read a ha- uh, haunted. What's it called? House on Haunted Hill. No, ha- Haunting of Hill House. Oh, the Haunting of Hill House. Yes, yes. especially since the... apparently the Netflix series is really good. I don't think it has that much to do with the book, but anyway, I say all that to say that that gave me a, a bit of appreciation for horror movies. Um, mm-hmm. So as I've gotten older, I've been more interested in in like Halloweeny type things. So I'm kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could do that any time of the year, but I like doing things in conjunction with the time of the year so i'm excited for october um yeah maybe i'll watch the what we do in the shadows tv show then yeah you should it's fun it's good yeah i'm the kind of trash who thinks halloween is every day so (laughs) and i'm not really into like straight up horror either Mm -hmm. um i've seen many of the classics like exorcist and things like that but I've only really seen them once. Yeah. Which, and don't really need to watch them again. Exorcist is not that scary. I don't know. I didn't find it as scary as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, me neither. Maybe because, I don't know, the devil and demons don't really scare me. Yeah, yeah. I think more like stalking creepy things that you can see. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah. Or there was... I, I... The scariest movie I watched in that class was The Descent. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Oh, that was the cave one? Yeah, spelunking. <laughs> I just like yeah, that spelunking. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't remember uh, the word. <laughs> yeah, I never saw that one. Yeah, that one it's, was it's, yeah. that one was scary. But that's like the kind of thing that's scary, going down mm-hmm. into a cave and then weird cave creatures coming out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's a good point. I, I, The kind of horror movies I like are either funny ones, like What mm-hmm. We Do in the Shadows, Shaun the Dead, that uh, kind yeah, of thing. Shaun. Or we just watched, uh, we went to, on like a last little date night, we saw mm-hmm. Ready or Not, that new one that came out. Oh, yes. I would like to so, see that. And that's similar. It's like comedy yeah. horror kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, not quite as comedy as, as, as those two, but it does have comedic elements yeah. to it. Um, so I like that. Or I like really moody horror movies. So A Girl Walks Home at Night fits into that. Mm-hmm. And one of the other ones I really like is The Witch, um, the one that came out, I think, two years ago. Oh, it's like colonial that... America. Oh, and that the family really gets. Scary. It's, it, it is. It's very much um, the kind of scary where it's, it's not really jumpy scare. It's like yeah. you feel anxious the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, I could get down yeah, with that. Yeah, and, and it's very quiet and and it looks dark and colonial because it's all like candlelight and stuff yeah. so um that and, i i like that one a lot but it does it's it's yeah it's creepy okay yeah i can in a good way i can get down with creepy it'll leave me feeling um anxious in the dark for a couple of days but I, can, <laughs> I think i can get down with that and i think that um that was also something that in that horror class because we also watched some Japanese horror movies, which oh okay, because um, we watched okay. I'm gonna get this wrong. I think we read the manga The Ring. I think it was The Ring. That's the video mm-hmm. one, right? 
I think we watched, yes, we read the manga, watched the Japanese version, and then watched the American version. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I know there's another one that I might be mixing it up with. I think that's the videotape Uh, one. Um, The the ring is the one with the videotape, but I think I know which one you're mixing up on. There was an American version with Sarah Michelle Gellar or something. Yeah, with the 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 girl that comes out of the well. That's also the ring. She comes out of the well. Oh, that in the is video. Oh, Samara. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. 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 But then the other one is something else with Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? Yeah, that one I think is related to the the quote unquote suicide forest. Okay. Okay. I yeah, that's we yeah, that but one too. but I say that all because um, I think that's what people say is a lot of the difference between a lot of Asian horror films and American horror films is like the quiet creepiness of the Asian horror films where I think that um and I'm not an expert I'm just saying what I think I've heard other people say um but like American horror films <laughs> are a lot more like kind of loud and splashy not all of them obviously mm-hmm. but um but I think the other ones are a little bit more atmospheric and like moody and creepy and like oh something's yeah. lurking and that kind of thing so that is yeah, yeah. I could see that and yeah yeah, like there was there was a trailer that they showed before Ready or Not for the new Rob Zombie movie, and he's been doing horror movies for a while now. Like mm-hmm. I don't even think he does like full music anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are the kinds that I, I they just don't do it for me. I don't know, especially when most of the scariness comes from like old tropes of disfigurement or mental illness it gets weird okay like i feel like there's still horror movies that really focus on that and it's just makes me uncomfortable yeah 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 like the whole freaks kind of thing oh yeah like the yeah jason and the other guy mark not mark mikey nick nope uh (laughs) mike myers yes mikey myers oh mikey myers the slasher (laughs) well um, not even that it's just just literal, like, physical disfigurement means that this person's a monster kind of thing. Oh, gotcha, it's still gotcha, a trope gotcha. that some of those horror movies still fall into. Oh, okay. And it, it just makes me really uncomfortable. Um, and there was even a whole campaign a few years ago with um, the main woman from Downton Abbey. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, but it was this commercial the really pale where... One. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, it's like shots of her at night in her home cooking dinner. And then like they show shots of this guy that's like in her neighborhood. And he has um, like a, his face is disfigured. Um, and mm-hmm. it's like shots back and forth. And it's, it's really cut in this way. Like he's coming to attack her. Mm-hmm. And she he like slowly knocks on the door and she opens it. And she's slightly startled for a second. She's like, ah. But she's startled because he's late because she was expecting him. And she's like, you, you were supposed to be here so long ago. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I got held up because it was very much like a essentially stop playing with that trope. Like yeah. this happens to people. And yeah. it's 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 really um, like, it's such an outdated thing to do. Yeah. Like don't treat people yeah. like monsters because they look different. Yeah. yeah. And the John Darnielle's first book also talks about that too because it happens to the main character he gets disfigured in a way and just seeing how the world treats him differently because of it yeah so 
moody, atmospheric, or funny, spooky yeah. <laughs> horror. Totally down. Yeah, definitely. Jumpy, here's a loud bang so you get scared horror. Not so much. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for getting around to listening to this episode. If you have a thing you'd like to suggest, you can send us an email at oyeahthatthing at gmail.com. Or you can use the contact form on our website, and the link to that will be in the description. Um, We're Oh Yeah That Thing on both Instagram and Twitter, so follow us on there if you want to see what things we check out between episodes. Our logo art and design is by Rola, and our theme song is by Kate. Um, We'll have links to their socials in the description as well. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Bye! Bye! Record, recording my voice. Getting in. Excuse me, and I burned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe I shouldn't drink sparkling water while we record. <laughs>